Well, good morning. We've heard from both passages this morning about uh, opening up our thoughts about generosity again today and God's desire for us to seek mutual care and equality for all people. Last week, we were thinking about the incredible gift that we receive from Jesus, his riches and his grace, that through his poverty, we were made rich. He became poor so that through his grace and mercy, we would become rich. In the verses today, Paul has become a lot more practical. He's painted the picture of God's immense generosity and encourages us to think about our response. Firstly, Paul talks about a desire. He doesn't want to command the Corinthians or us to give money because they feel they have to or to feel guilty or to respond to his letter that way. He encourages them to give what they want that it is their desire, for it was an overflow of the love and joy in their hearts as a response to the love of God. Secondly, Paul talks about equality. He's encouraging generous giving to care for those who are struggling so that they have enough. He recognises that in their plenty, others will supply their need. And Paul is encouraging us to consider sharing what we have because we have often enough, and that we desire equality with those who don't have enough. If we have plenty, give from our plenty, so that you help others in need, and in turn, when we have need, they will share their plenty with us. We're encouraged to give from our hearts because we love God and we care for the need of others, to share our plenty, our wealth, our talents, possessions, and as Matthew said earlier, our thoughts and how we speak to one another. These things are a gift from God. And this is the basis of Jesus's two commandments, to love God with all that we have, our hearts, our minds, and our strength, and to love others as we love ourselves. Thirdly, Paul talks about giving according to what you have, even if it's little, that these gifts are acceptable to God. In one of my previous churches, we were doing some building work, uh, some internal and external uh, reordering to make the building more open and welcoming. We were each asked to consider how much we could give in order, because the, the, the amount of money that was needed seemed so huge. But I remember one week later, or a couple of weeks later, our minister, Jem, talking about one person. He didn't name them, but he said, because she didn't have much money to give, She chose to fast one meal a week, one dinner a week, and to give that money towards the building project. Jem talked about the parable of the widow's might and spoke how her humble gift that was really costly to her, God saw that and he loved her generosity. I know that Sam and I weren't and probably have never been as generous as that woman. And this example still speaks to me about how limited my generosity often is. Does my generosity cost me as much as this woman? Do I value God's love and great generosity to me as much? Fourthly, Paul talks about recognising that we belong to one another. Here at St Peter and St Paul, we are the family of God. But also we belong together as part of a much wider benefice and as a diocese and with all Christians throughout the world. Does our love for God 
encourage a desire in us to seek equality and mutual flourishing in our benefits, in our diocese and in the wider world. If we consider the church as a body, which is described in Romans 12, do we care for the whole body as if it was our body? If our own body, if it was our own body, we wouldn't want it to be unhealthy. Let's just imagine that our foot becomes unhealthy, that we've hurt our foot in a running accident, a a running injury or something like that. We would spend time going to see physios or chiros or something like that in order to get it fixed. We would spend what we have, we would rest, we would spend time restoring it to full health. And it's the same for us. Let's not focus on our small part of the body, what's happening in our lives, but let's consider investing in the health of other parts of the body too, other parts of the church, its ministry and mission. Let us who have more share with other parts of the diocese and the worldwide mission so that all may be healthy and flourish. Our giving to Common Mission Fund in the diocese does just that. It supports not only in the ministry and mission here in the Benefice, but also in the wider ministry and mission of the parishes and the Benefices elsewhere. As Matthew's already talked about, we're losing uh, Reverend Ian later this month from our Benefice team because of a pastoral reorganisation. This has happened because our diocese can't afford to pay as many clergy as money it's receiving through Common Mission Fund is reducing. Knowing this, we and the diocese are faced with difficult decisions. As a benefice, I'm sure you value the work of Matthew and Ian, and none of us would want to see Ian going through this very difficult time or his leaving. Yet without an increase of our giving towards Common Mission Fund, we're likely to see a reduction in the ministry and mission that happens within the benefice and our diocese. At the moment, we as a benefice aren't able to pay our full Common Mission Fund share. And this means that we're not fully covering the work for our benefice or the diocese. These are really difficult words to say and they're difficult words to hear. We know that God loves us and accepts us as we are. But we also know that we're called to partner with the work of God on earth, to share in his work, his ministry and mission here in Ringwood, but also in other parts of the world. We're asked to give of ourselves, our time, our resources for the ministry and mission of God. And as we look at the gospel reading, perhaps we can be encouraged in this partnership. Jesus here was describing the kingdom of God as a partnership with himself and us. As a man scatters a seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. The soil itself produces grain and when it's ripe then the harvest comes. God wants to use what we have and what we do to produce a harvest, a harvest of people who will come to know and experience his generous love, his mercy and grace for themselves. We are each called to play our part in this harvest field. We all have gifts to bring and God will transform them to draw other people to himself Like the mustard seed in the passage, what we plant helps that tree grow and flourish so the birds come and uh, find rest in the shade of the tree. Let us have faith that God can and will use us. He will use what we offer so that his harvest will come.
So I'd encourage you this week, and I'm talking to myself when I say this, to one another to remember to thank God for his generous gift of Jesus, the richness that we have been given, his costly love and sacrifice. And when we reflect on this costly gift of love, we consider again what God has given us and how he's calling us to respond. Some final words from Jesus from Luke 12. For everyone who has been given much, much will be expected. And from the one who's been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. For everyone who's been given much, much will be expected. And from the one who's been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. So let's pray together. Lord God, would you soften our hearts with the love of the Father, that you would renew our understanding of who you are and our calling to partner with you in your work within the world. We praise and we thank you for the gifts that you've given to us and for the love that we have received through Jesus. We ask you, Jesus, to show us how we can use and share the resources that we have with our church, our community, with a worldwide mission of the church. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would guide our hearts and minds and show us how we can respond to your generosity with thankful and grateful hearts so that your love may be made known to all people of the world. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.